Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, August the 17th, and Wall Street up 110. Our futures this morning were up nine, but our market taking a bit of a beating today. We are down 66. We've been down 69 at worst, so lows of the day. One of the main contributors is CBA, went ex-dividend $2. It also went ex-entitlement to the buyback, and it's dropped $3.12. For a while there, it had dropped less than $2, so it was looking okay, but the market's just accelerated off as time goes on this morning. Resources not doing too well either. BHP's got results at 5 p.m. or 8 a.m. in the UK, 5 p.m. today. It's down 1.2%. It was down 2.5% in the US, and Rio's down 0.8%. It was down 1.8% in the US overnight. One of the issues overnight is concerns about Chinese growth. They had retail sales and industrial production numbers, which were a bit below expectations, but let's not get too upset. Retail sales are up 8.5% in July and industrial production up 14.4%. Retail sales were expected to be up 11.5%, so lower than expected, but still very strong numbers. I've put a chart of the Chinese GDP in the strategy piece today, and you'll see after the yo-yo drop over the pandemic, it has recovered fairly sensibly, running above pre-pandemic GDP highs. Nothing to worry about at this stage, but enough to hurt the resources stocks a little bit. The Chinese, by the way, have closed 25% or one of the staging parts of the third biggest port in the world because of a COVID outbreak. They also have all sorts of other things going on, supply chain issues, flooding in some provinces, Delta outbreaks again. I'm not sure the peak Chinese growth theme is really going to grab hold. It's just made a couple of headlines today, I think. On the back of that, the oil price was down 1.53%. Iron ore was up 1% though. But I've noticed a number of defensive stocks performing well today. There does seem to be this rotation into more defensive stuff, less exuberant stuff. So we've got Wes Farmers, Woolworths, Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, ResMed, Ramsey Healthcare, Sonic Healthcare and Gold all outperforming on a day the market is down almost 1%. The results today not doing the market too much good either. We've got Breville loads of results today. I do feel rushed and slightly panicked at times doing the strategy piece during results season. I feel like I've missed out a lot of stuff. Thankfully, it only lasts a couple of weeks. Sanity will return, but feeling a bit overwhelmed by results today. Breville down 8% on results. Some of the features here. Magellan Financial Group down 10.3% on results. As a journalist, you could pick out a headline such as MFG performance fees down 63% from 81 million to 30.1 million. But that's performance fees they would have to outperform to achieve those. Interestingly, their management fees are 631 million and they don't go up and down. So nothing too terrible, but enough to knock the top off MFG today. SG Fleet down 3% on results. And all other results see share prices fall except Bramble's up 0.9% and Domain Holdings up 3.6%, a reflection of, again, the housing market being very healthy at the moment. I don't know whether you saw in the weekend email that one of my brother-in-laws bought a house in Mount Eliza, 
on the Mornington Peninsula last year and had a change of heart about the position of the house and sold it fearing the worst and made 22.5% on the property in less than a year. Housing market is booming. I can't help feeling there's something anomalous between half Australia in a lockdown with case numbers rising and a stock market hitting record highs. It's as if there's no economic impact and we are mirroring, it seems, the US stock market and the US economy, but they are pretty much open, relying on herd immunity, which means they are accepting that there are casualties of war, the pandemic pandemic war, but we're not. Yet our stock market is mirroring theirs with our COVID zero objectives, which are pulverizing our economy and now surely inflicting permanent damage on some areas of the economy. And you can't help feeling how random the impact hitting people who have got exposed businesses, whilst other businesses, those that are online, for instance, are thriving. It's so random and I can see so unfair. And I did start to debate, I I don't want to get, it's not really stock market stuff, is it? But maybe it is, but I don't want to get in the debate about whether COVID zero is a realistic expectation. I see Morrison overnight suggesting it was never the target, although it's clearly the target in Victoria. But Bloomberg noticeably had a headline. It's worth mentioning Bloomberg just because Bloomberg's not interested in Australia at all. But it did feel that it warranted a globally relevant headline today, which said Delta placing Australia's COVID zero strategy at breaking point. And you read the article and it's all about the futility or otherwise of trying to maintain COVID zero. At what point do we succeed or give up? It seems even with 75-80% vaccination rates in Israel, they are still locking down. So maybe we are kidding ourselves that we're going to get there anyway. Getting sick of it, obviously, and wondering whether there isn't some eventual admission that we need to take another tack. Anyway, don't bother emailing. We've all got opinions. There is clearly a market debate about whether we are doing something that will work in the long term or destroy us in the long term. It surely can't go on anyway. Record highs in the US again. Lithium on the nose a bit today. Oracobre and Galaxy Resources now trading as Oracobre. The share price, according to one broker, theoretically worked out at $9.31. Oracobre trading at $9.27 after the merger. So pretty much in line with what was expected. Archer material materials has been belted today down 19.5%. It's only back to where it was two or three days ago, $2.15 now. I remember the Facebook discussion group getting excited about it possibly hitting $2 sometime. Well, it was $2.67 yesterday, $2.15 today. I'm not going to debate Archer materials, but read Henry's take today for more on that. But clearly it shows you that where there is reward, there is risk and there is volatility. And as Henry has written, although some small companies will see it through in hindsight, as a group, this 
section of the market is driven by a positive bull market sentiment and if that was to change beware and clearly the AXE share price today a good reminder that this is a risky volatile section of the market having said that you'll probably find it's up 19.5% tomorrow who knows and that's possibly the point who does know some people prefer more certainty retail sales in the US tonight no big deal expected to be down 0.2% industrial production as well results from Walmart and Home Depot We have a number of companies ex-dividend today, as I've mentioned, CBA, but also Mineral Resources, Computer Share, IAG. They're down 4.1%, 3%, 1.9% today. Lots more results tomorrow. Oh, I haven't mentioned Westpac had their quarterly update today. They haven't really said anything in the results, it has to be said, other than they will address the possibility of a capital management initiative, in other words, a share buyback with their results which I think are in November. So Westpac on hold, not getting anyone excited, down 1.7% today. Results tomorrow, we have the ANZ quarterly update and loads of others. CSL, corporate travel will be interesting. Domino's Pizza will be interesting. Probably great results. BAPCOR should be good as well. Coles, and then other results this week. Tabcorp, Webjet, Woodside, Oz Minerals, Nearmap, Treasury Wine Estates on Thursday, ASX, Origin, S32, Adairs will be interesting just to see how the pandemic beneficiaries are going, Cochlear, Redbubble, and a bunch of others. So swamped by results is the main message today. You don't need to pay for a newsletter to know that. On the subject of going ex-dividend with the CBA down 3.1% now, I note the research is suggesting that the average target price is $90.50. Current share price is $99.39. So it's suggesting the share price is 10% too high according to broker average target prices. And the broker, there are six recommendations on FN Arena today, and they are reduce, underperform, sell, underperform, form underweight and the most optimistic is hold. You do wonder, having gone ex-dividend and ex-entitlement to the buyback, whether the CBA is now a bit of a busted flush. I've put charts in of the CBA and CBA relative to the ASX 200. It has outperformed significantly and seems to have come off the top now. Other thing this morning, we've had the RBA minutes. I've put some of the headlines in the strategy piece today. You can read them, but the messages are obvious. We got it from the meeting two weeks ago. Tapering plans continue, so they didn't stop that because of lockdowns. No rate rises until 2024 when the jobs picture is expected to improve. Not until then. Fiscal policy has to support monetary policy, so a cry out to the government to continue to help. They say the outlook is uncertain depending on the Delta spread, and that is ever more true two weeks later. And they will keep policy highly accommodative, committed to maintaining highly accommodative monetary conditions, they say. All pretty much as expected, supportive, but nothing dazzling. I have put some of the photos of Kabul into the newsletter only because I was trying to educate my kids about how it all started. One of them flicked me a text about Biden, but it was nothing to do with Biden, of course. It was all Bush Jr. and this Vietnam-esque withdrawal lies not on Biden's shoulders, but on his 
And I was also pointing out to the kids that if they want to, or if they think they've got it bad in lockdown, then just look at those photos of people trying to scramble onto aircraft. Desperate stuff. Amazingly, despite some of the headlines or all of the headlines, none of the none of this seems to be stock market sensitive. All-time highs, no matter what. Talking of all-time highs, another headline today was Michael Burry, who of course is famous for the big short, is running a hedge fund called Scion Asset Management, and hedge funds have to put out quarterly releases, regulatory releases, which include some of their positions. And apart from taking a big short position against Tesla, which was down 4.3% overnight, he has also now taken a, I'm not sure whether it's called shorting, it's not technically shorting, he has taken out puts over the ARK Innovation ETF, ARKK, which is, of course is Kathy Woods's funds management business, which has attracted billions over the last couple of years, but has now underperformed the NASDAQ by 59% since February. That's the ARK Innovation ETF, one of the one of the ETFs. And here you are with Michael Burry short, effectively shorting or taking bets on the share price falling further from here. I wonder whether the popularity of ARK wasn't one of the signs of the top I put a comprehensive, and if you haven't read it, you really ought to go and read it, the article in the weekend email about signs of the top. There are some pretty good ones in there. And I've got a few more today. Signs of the top. The percentage of geniuses in society is at an all-time high. Very easy, the stock market at the moment. Another member points out superhero advertising on buses with the tagline, we're giving trading a kick up the ASX as if they are better than the ASX. A cut price trading app. Another member points out Ross Matthews, the article in the AFR, a 30-year-old who quit his phone sales job, bought four times or four world clocks, which he's stuck up above his PC to make him look like an international trader. And he now trades full-time as a day trader. Have a look at the photo in the strategy piece. And this last one, an article in the AFR about Mr. Switzer claiming JobKeeper. Can you believe it? Signs of the top. We'll look back. Also, I've added a new little bit to the newsletter just because I saw some of these things the other day and thought that is really quite interesting. On this day, I've called it, which is what happened on this day years ago in 1945 on the 17th of August, Korea split into North and South Korea. In 1979, Monty Python launched Life of Brian and also some birthdays today. Robert De Niro, now 78. May West, Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett died at 50 in 1836. Anyway, there we go. That's about it. As I say, a bit rushed today. I can't help feeling that in results season, you just don't have time to stop and write anything creative or imaginative. We're just chasing our tails. Thankfully, it will end next month in a couple of weeks' time. As I leave you, the Dow Jones down 95. Our market at its low, down 77. CBA down 3.2%, down $3.25, having gone ex-dividend $2. Maybe that is the top. Archer Materials down 19.1%. Poseidon Nickel down 4.2%. The speculative bubble is deflating a little bit. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow.